Hello, everyone. Welcome to the and now for something completely machinima podcast. This is our third podcast in January in which we'll be talking about a film pick. Um, I'm Ricky Grove, your uh, narrator, and this is Phil Rice's pick. Hello, Phil. Hey there. Tracy Harwood and Damian Hello. Valentine are here to talk with us as well. Hello um, Phil has a very interesting pick, one that takes you down the rabbit hole, so to speak. Uh, one that I was not aware of and which was highly entertaining. Tell us about it, Phil. Yeah, I found this kind of by accident. Um, I wasn't even on one of my normal hunts or searches for machinima stuff, but somehow scrolling my uh, YouTube, you know, the page that's assembled for you with the algorithm, there was some Half-Life 2 related thing there. Um, and so I watched it. And then over in the column of, you know, related videos was this thing, which is, it's titled Interloper, Half-Life 2's Greatest Unsolved Mystery. And I thought, well, clickbait or not, I I'm intrigued. What is it? I've played that game. I know that game. Never heard of this. What is this? Well, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so this film, and it's made by a guy named... Anamide, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, this is a, what I'm going to call a, like a low budget machinima documentary of sorts. Um, in that there's no, uh, it's all on screen text. Um, almost no voiceover between this and its sequel, which was just released this past November as like a follow up, same style. Essentially, uh, this film, told as a documentary, shows this player discovering a strange visual artifact, like kind of like almost graffiti, uh, on the wall <clears throat> in this obscure alleyway in one of the levels of Half-Life 2. Discovers it presumably just by accident. And starts digging into it as, as because there's apparently rumors around about what this it's a it's a figure of a a humanoid figure of some kind and so he starts peeling the onion on this including digging into the actual files of the game to look at the <laughs> texture that's responsible for this image appearing there and the the texture is the image file is corrupted um what's what is it called um when data is embedded into an, an image there's a metadata. specific name for that metadata. metadata metadata well no this is this is when the data is actually metadata would be it like kind of hitches along for the ride with a with a file there's I, spectrometry or something along those lines basically oh. in place of the pixels in the data of the image itself is embedded data. And a lot of times it's imperceptible. Well, he noticed some evidence of some kind of corruption along those lines. And so he goes looking through, uh, you know, opens it up in a hex editor to look at the actual data in the corrupted part of the image. And there's a reference to uh, some kind of a server uh, and some commands. And Half-Life has a command console that you can run a command prompt. And so he types it in and connects to this server. And 
it starts delivering up uh, in-game demos, which are recordings made within the game. And each time he visits it, it delivers another at random. It will download it and then play it. And yada, yada, yada. This whole mystery starts to unravel as this very weird content uh, starts to make itself known. And I'm watching this, just my jaw is in my lap. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> because it's this weird thing. It's like, who would ever even discover this? And, and who would take the time to put this in knowing right. one right. in a million shot that anyone would look at this? What What's happening? And so I start questioning am I being hoaxed here? Is this like, is this fake? And this is just being put on. And, and, but I tell you, it, it was really incredibly well-made and incredibly convincing. Like everything technic technically wise that he was showing was plausible, improbable, but plausible. Like it, it's okay. I, I guess I can see how that might work like that just this very strange thing and, and almost a conspiracy theory wrapped within the world, uh, not just of Half-Life 2, but of all the source games, if this story is to be believed. Yes, because um, you tried it, to command on certain, other source games. Right, right. And it's only at a certain time period that this window into this command and getting all this demo data is even open. And some of the demos are incredibly creepy. Uh like just more than a couple jump scares even. Uh, and at the end of it, I don't know. I don't, I don't tend to do uh, Tracy's level of research. I just watch stuff <laughs> and I might read the description. So I have no idea if I've been had here or what, but it is incredibly intriguing. Uh, and even if it's a made up thing, brilliant brilliantly crafted hoax like and, and even if it's just intended to be spotted as a hoax and it's just for entertainment it's still brilliant because it's just so well done and it's just low tech enough of a delivery to make it seem like that it's somebody who doesn't normally make videos threw yeah. together this video to show you this weird you know i'm a technical geek kind of guy doing it it's almost like a persona um now yeah, tracy yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. this episode that this guy has been involved in some source filmmaker stuff. So it could be that I'm, I'm uh, the very willing and eager victim of <laughs> kind of hoax. Well, he did but a second I, but one. Even thinking that I'm delighted. Yes. <laughs> so tell even me. The interloper two, which is the second follow-up to this is where I realized it was a hoax. Because what gave it away? I don't know exactly what it was, but he he slow. You could see him straining to come up with more material, more <laughs> mystery on top of mystery, which led me to feel that he had created this whole thing. That he perhaps had discovered something interesting in the image file, and yet he thought, well, if I expand this, just like right. a clever clever person who makes a conspiracy out of nothing. They expand it, and then his imagination and his technical knowledge allowed him to make it plausible. Because I was completely drawn in when I watched the first one. It I was, was only too. until the, the second one that I realized that, well, I think it's a hoax, you know. 
Uh, well, but the thing is, too, is absolute... like the normal reaction that I would have to have been taken in by a hoax like that would be anger or embarrassment. Not this time, <laughs> no. But with this, like even as that suspicion started to rise and then now you you, you guys seem to be confirming it with your knowing smiles, I, I am not feeling angry or embarrassed. It's like uh, I'm admiring. Delighted. The performance art here yeah. that it was yeah. just it was just right like it was just sloppy enough to to think nobody made this <laughs> and it was yeah. technically accurate enough to be i guess that could be possible and of course if i had the source engine fired up i could have probably tried to fire up some of those things and just test sure, them and sure. right away it was wrong although i think he fixed that by making it clear that well this only happens at a certain time for a very limited window was this even possible so it's like oh so i can't even fire it up i mean just brilliant yeah, yeah. this guy's a genius yeah. Yeah. so yeah. uh yeah tell me now lift the well, curtain show me the wizard what's really going on here <laughs> i think that, I, I um play. one of the things that he does that is absolutely brilliant as you say is that he combines let's play with a documentary conspiracy documentary in such a way that you feel like you are part of a discovery of something that is so strange and creepy that you begin to try to work it out in your mind who who did valve put this in there and if they did what were they trying to say how are they what what's nefarious <laughs> about it what's What's you know what I mean? It it gives you that yeah. great pleasure of being part of a secret, mm. and and he does. He had such a straight face. He delivers it with such a well. You'd never see his face, but he he does it with such clarity, such sincerity in the Conviction. way he talks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I discovered this. And then when he actually shows the results of of these demos, and anybody <laughs> he breaks it into <laughs> five different types of weirdo demos which i thought was another genius stroke of genius <laughs> and this is category five you know right so he shows a couple of these creepy things and they are you're absolutely right they are generally the genuinely the creepiest goddamn things you've ever seen especially if you have the mindset of the conspiracy and he you know waited I mean? enough into the film too to reveal the really creepy one Yes, yes. Around the windows of that house. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm 15 minutes into this thing and it's like, okay, okay, something is effing going on here. <laughs> and then boom, you know, just oh <laughs> yeah. I'm delighted. It was the I, best thing had that I've ever experienced. It was just fantastic. Yeah, I one thought, of the most one of the most creative machinima I've ever seen in a documentary style. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, it, it kind of drew me in as well because I thought. This is unlikely, but it's just plausible that this is some leftover test stuff that Valve put in the game when they were testing elements of the engine out, but they didn't take it out because that happens with pretty much every video game. If you dig into it, you'll find that the the development code right. from the test levels, yeah, and I thought or hidden must... areas or you know Hall of Mirrors areas you can go into and see outside the levels. Like if you know anything about that stuff, that yeah, totally yeah. adds to the plausibility here. And some developers deliberately leave it in just to see if anyone does find it. Yeah. And I thought maybe that's what Valve had done. Other game developers have done that. Yeah. 
Um, With the Easter eggs and such, yeah. Um, so I, I, I didn't know, and I thought, shall I Google it and try and find out, or shall I just enjoy the mystery? And uh, I did do a quick Google search, but it didn't really, it just kept looking me back to this film. So <laughs> um, I wasn't really sure if it was a real thing or not. Uh, but I thought the way that it was done was presented really well, and in a way that it makes you want to know, and you kind of do believe it. But like you said, Phil, you, when you realize it's not actually real, you're not angry about it. You just enjoy the experience. It's like yeah. um, it's like a good prank. Like yeah. it, it makes it's entertaining, even though it's not actually a real thing. Yeah, it was. It was a it was a practical joke, but I didn't leave it feeling like it was at my expense. Yeah, right. Right. It didn't make you look stupid. No. Yeah. Well, Crazy. yeah. What, okay. What do you think? <laughs> what a fabulous couple of films. I really, I have to say, this guy's craft is amazing. And you yeah. guys have just summarized pretty much everything I was going to say, but I'll, <laughs> I'll go through my points because I did do a little bit of background on this as well. As I... I think we all knew that you would. Because <laughs> I like doing the background, Susan. I, I really enjoy that. So, you know, obviously what you got here is lots of throwback to 90s and early 2000s on the gaming forums. And that kind of, although I don't think the typeface is the same, actually, but that interface sort of style is bang on what you would have kind of got in that era, if you like, with um, quite a lot of really good references to things like dem files and, and fraps and whatnot, because all of those were sort of things that you associated with with early game stuff, weren't they? Um, but I have to say, I think this is perhaps one of the most interesting game-based machinima stories I've seen ever. Um, and that's because it's so embedded within the communities of gamers and gameplay and kind of gamer geek life, as well as the games themselves. Uh, and it's not just one game, but a few games, um, because they're all connected through the through the underpinning engine on which they've been made, which is Source. Um, so it's it is kind of nostalgic, but it's also very explainable, and it stands up as a film on its own. I think, um, and I really really enjoyed the conspiracy theory approach, and because it, you know, in places it it actually made me jump, yeah. which was which was bizarre because. <laughs> What the hell? It was just text, right? It was just text and a few things that you couldn't actually make out really on the on the screen. Um, but the longer that sort of story went on, the less I realised I actually understood what was going on. And 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 it was just super creepy. The fact that he even shares a couple of files of uh, you know from his Google Drive on on the second um, video that he's released. Uh, and, you know, these I didn't actually click the file, but, you know, it's definitely a Google link that he's he's sharing. And he says these are a couple of interesting dem files, which, um, uh, you know, which, which he's, uh, you know, trying to sort of say, well, you know, you can have a look at this stuff, but be careful because these files are unstable. <laughs> and then he sort of says, let me know if you figure anything out when you're watching them. And you think, oh. I'm not sure I want to click on that because what am I going to invoke on my machine if he's right, right. able to do that on his machine? So you've kind of got this sort of ghosty thing going on, which is super weird. Well, right? Wasn't it like at one point he he said, after I tried to play this demo file, 
this game stopped launching properly or something. Oh my God. But you know what? I thought what was really clever here was that he was he he made reference to the community members. So he was, you know, he was not only showing you his what his take on this was, but he was also sort of saying, you know, and 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 folks have contributed to this. So it's kind of like really interesting the way that he's drawn people in, whether or not he actually has. I think it was right. really compelling that that idea was embedded within it. So it's kind of interesting for a, a number of reasons. And then when I looked at all the comments, um, there were lots from folks saying how much um, they ac actually loved it um on you know in in terms of how much it would have meant to them in the early days uh in terms of uh you know how people made connections between things way back when um it, it also or kind of implying that they don't so much now but actually i think that kind of conspiracy thing is a bigger thing now than it was back then i think um so that that's another thing that sort of seemed to come out of the the forum, this sort of conspiracy idea. Uh, and then, you know, that point about the five, um, what would you call Types them? Types of demo, yeah. Yeah, that he sort of re referred to in this kind of alternate reality that he's created. I thought that was really intriguing. Mm, and too. I wasn't sure that I actually understood what he was referring to. Um, but, it, you know, but it, I think that really added to the mystery of it because I kind of thought, well, is that a thing? <laughs> you know, are these are these real sort of you know categories? And that was that was going through my head in the in the first one, but in the second one, he tries to explain what those categories were. There's that sort of classification system actually is, and I, and I thought, well, if that's a real thing, I'm going to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I couldn't find anything about that sort of five level of classification. Of course, because he created it. Well, yeah. I didn't, I, you know, I was Himself. still kind of drawn in and convinced. Oh, and it I kind see. of, but I tell you what was going through my <clears> mind, <throat> because I was looking at it and I was thinking, you know, the way this guy is doing all that command command line stuff, I wonder if he's actually been on the creative team and he's a, actually, a, you know, a guy that is used to coding and can do all this sort of stuff himself, you know, the actual writing of the code and whatnot. And I wonder if that's the case, whether these classification you know, this sort of system comes from the fact that, you know, maybe these game developers have descriptions for different types of files that are created when they're testing games out. And I, you know, so I kind of concluded that maybe it was a thing that he was just sort of drawing, you know, drawing on. And then I found something else about, uh, you know, these sort of five levels, um, which I also found was, found was quite interesting. Now, it's, it's this is kind of purely hypothetical have you heard of something called the kardashev scale no, Don't think so. no? okay right well okay so the kardashev <clears throat> scale was developed by astronomer nikolai kardashev in the 1960s and it measures civilization by its ability to harness energy for maintaining itself primarily through technological advancement and Kardashev's theory had been um, used for some time in proposing different types of super civilizations beyond Earth, notably in the context of uh, those civilizations attempting to transmit information to Earth. And it's actually quite, kind of a fairly common trope in, in games 
this thing's trying to make connection with Earth kind of thing. Um, it's kind of, kind of fairly common. So I kind of concluded that that might be where this plot is going. <laughs> the fact that, you know, maybe ah. he's seen something, you know, something in this sort of vein and he's he's kind of drawing on that. But, of course, you know, I've absolutely no idea. So I just sort of like add into the, you know, into, in, into the sort of, you know, ideas that seem to be going on there. But, you know, obviously it's really, he's, you know, he's got tons of followers of the on uh, you know hooked on this storyline which is which which is really authentic i think in what it's doing but not only that um on his on his um twitter feed he's also got a bunch of graffiti postings of the uh, interloper which people have created and sort of posted to him um and what i i think i particularly liked about his description of what he's doing and why it's a story in my view is that somewhere I saw that he's described it as a highly experimental series, um, which he's um, using to uh, figure out a story outcome, um, which is some sort of you know grand tale that he wants to tell, mm. and he's and basically the process of putting these videos videos up is him figuring out what the story is. Uh, and that yeah. if that is the case what i think um this is is something that's a really interesting example of somebody using machinima as a creative journey as well as trying to sort of figure out what a story is and frankly i'm looking forward to see what he what he what he does next to try and bring all these different threads that he's got um together because yeah. to me you know this kept me absolutely riveted to the screen for what well over half an hour which was bizarre considering what the content is right so right, exactly absolutely fantastic pick phil i thoroughly enjoyed this thank yep. you yeah one of the best machinima films i've ever seen mm. really really extraordinary now to tell you this I, I can't give you the actual specifics of why i think it's a hoax but i think in reflecting i think there are two things that lead me to that one is there are literally hundreds of thousands of players who have access to free tools that can let you find an image file that's used in the game and look at its code, its hex using a hex editor, find out what the actual code is. Mm -hmm. How is it that he's the only person who's ever looked at this and discovered that? There had because graphics files, especially graffiti are fair game for anybody and in that area of half-life that's a very horror specific area i can't remember the name of it but everybody would be looking at that file so why is yeah, I, I see what you mean that that it's plausible that he would be maybe the first but not the only right to have looked at right. it yeah it right. would be all over reddit and you know exactly everybody was saying hey, analysis look at this, look and all at that this. no good point and then this and then the second one was in the 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 second the sequel to it you could see him straining a bit to come up with new connections you could see him mulling it over you know and that made me think because he didn't have the same confidence that he had in the first one and that made me think ah ah he's showing his hand He's showing his hand. So I think hmm. the, the combination of those two things made me think 
that it's a hoax, a genius hoax, mm -hmm. but nevertheless a hoax. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even, maybe even not a hoax whose primary purpose is to fool. You know what I'm saying? That, that right. I'm, ta I'm torn between, okay, it's not a hoax in the sense of like, you know, Bernie Madoff or something. He's not, he's not out to do something as a hoax, but it's a performance. Yes, uh, a creative, yeah, creative a performance. Creative performance. It's mm -hmm. essentially, I mean, you know, who was it that said that, that all, all fiction writers are essentially just good liars? I mean, <laughs> in essence, that's true. You're telling something that didn't happen, yeah. but you're trying to do so convincingly and plausibly. And it's just that his medium of choice here uh, isn't words on the written page. It's it's this. And uh, so it's, it, yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, it doesn't make me stand back and go, you know, want to point at it and go, you liar. It's one that makes me yeah, want to yeah. stand back and go, you liar. <laughs> like, Thumbs awesome. up. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Why, you know, how did I, you know, it's, it's just great it's stuff. Really? Yeah, well, you, perfect. I'm glad you guys enjoyed perfect, it. Too. Perfect well, timing also for our conspiracy focused culture right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Phil, what you just reminded me of is the infamous War of the Worlds radio play that was broadcast back in the right. 1930s. Or, uh, Orson Welles uh, reading yeah. on the radio, sure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, everyone, for those who aren't familiar with it, it was uh, an audio, he was reading the, the first-person perspective of um, the War of the Worlds as, as if it was happening around him. Yeah, it was and a people... screenplay based on War of the Worlds, right. Yeah, right. right. And so people listening believed that earth was actually under attack by aliens and he was a real journalist covering what he was seeing and letting people know yeah, yeah. but i don't the... think that it was his intent to defraud the public no no i don't think it, it was, was at all. i think he was a consummate and genius entertainer yeah, yeah. and just wanted to deliver an experience which I think I this think is what a, this yeah, is as well. Boy, did he he succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a yeah. good analogy because that's exactly, I think, the intent of the creator in this case. He's doing a performance in which he's yeah. create, consciously creating something that not only appeals to the paranoid uh, conspiracy type person, but the general audience because you begin to share this concept of mystery. What's this mystery? Who are these people? Why is this put together yeah. in the way it is? And what's so creepy about it? What's the motive? You, your own imagination gets involved in a way that normally doesn't happen with the other films that we've shown in the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. Great. Phil, just a fantastic pick. You get the award right out of the gate for the best Thank film you. of the month. God damn it. <laughs> So if you have any thoughts about this, are we wrong? Is it true or not? Or a hoax? Contact us at talk at completelymachinima.com. Don't forget our news is on the blog as well. We're putting uh, technology-related, machinima-related news there. Tracy's been handling that, but the rest of us have been contributing. So thank you all for your, your thoughts and your interest. Be sure you watch this great mockumentary film or documentary film, depending on your opinion and uh, we'll be back next week with our last film of the month thanks everyone <laughs> bye bye bye